0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry and Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you watching the broadcast, and I trust that you can give me the next 28 minutes or so, so that I have an opportunity to bring the Word of God to you that I believe has the potential of changing your life forever. You know, the Spirit of God said to me coming into 2016, that this year would come to be known as the year of the great breaking loose. A lot of things are breaking loose, healings and miracles and signs and wonders. And another thing that is breaking loose is the favor of God beyond anything we have ever experienced before. Now for me, that is really something because I've experienced the favor of God for 47 years now. If anybody walks in God's favor, it's Jerry Savelle, and I'm very grateful for it. God has blessed me with his favor all these years and instructed me a long, long time ago to teach others how to walk in it as I do. And I have been doing that now, as I mentioned, for 47 years, and a lot of people have learned how to walk in the favor of God as a result of it. Now, today, we're going to begin a new series of lessons, and I'm going to call it Living in a Continual State of God's Favor, not just experiencing it every once in a while, You know, somebody might say, well, you know, uh, I have a favor testimony. Something happened the other day, the favor of God showed up, and then they may not have another favor testimony for another six months, a year, or even longer. But that's not the case with me. It's a favor testimony every day of my life. God wants us to live in a continual state of his favor. That just simply means where the favor of God is showing up all the time. You say, is that possible? Yes, it is. And I'm going to show you that from the Word of God. But before we get into that in-depth, I want to lay a foundation here. I want you to understand that we're living in some very unique times, some very special times. I believe the Bible has a lot to say about the day and time in which you and I live. I want to begin in the book of Haggai, chapter 2 and verse 9. This is a prophetic word. God is speaking through the prophet Haggai. And he says, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord. Notice God is saying that in the days ahead, things are going to get greater. Greater things are going to take place, greater manifestations of his glory. Now, to understand the glory of God, I like to always go back to the book of Exodus. Because in the book of Exodus, Moses in chapter 33 And uh, beginning in about verse uh, 18, Moses made this request of the Lord. He said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Now notice Moses was very specific as to what he wanted God to show him. What did he ask for? I want you to show me your glory. Now listen how God responded. I will make all my goodness pass before thee. Moses asked to see the glory of God. And God says, I'm going to cause all my goodness to pass before you. So that would lead us to believe that when you talk about the glory of God, you have to talk about the goodness of God. In God's mind, they're one and the same. The glory of God is a manifestation of the goodness of God. Now, the goodness of God, a word that is synonymous with the word goodness, is favor. Also, the word grace. Whenever you see the word grace, particularly in the New Testament, most of the time the Amplified Bible will also translate the word grace into the word favor. They're one and the same. When you talk about the grace of God, you're talking about the favor of God, but you're also talking about the goodness of God. So what is God saying to Moses? He says, uh, Moses says, I want to see your glory. God says, I'm going to cause all my goodness all my favor to pass before thee. And it verse 22 says, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by. So notice God changed back to the word glory. When Moses said I want to see your glory, God says I'm going to cause my goodness to pass before you. But then in verse 22 he says, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by. So notice how God goes back and forth here. He calls the glory of God the goodness of God, and he calls the goodness of God the glory of God. So they're one and the same. And once again, when you're talking about the goodness of God, you're talking about the favor of God. Now, it says that Moses was to see the goodness of God. It says all the goodness of God was to pass before him, but actually he only allowed him to see a portion of it. It says, Thou shalt, in verse 23, Thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. One commentary makes this statement. A full discovery of God's glory or goodness would completely overwhelm Moses. All of God's glory or goodness is reserved for those who would come to God through his son, Jesus. So, Actually, God is speaking prophetically. He's talking about all those who would come to him through his son Jesus. In other words, that would be the greater glory, greater manifestations of the goodness of God, greater manifestations of the favor of God. That's why God said through the prophet Joel that in the last days, uh, he's going to pour out his spirit. He's going to pour out his glory. And then he says through Joel in chapter 2 and verse 23 that in days past, he did this moderately. Do you know what moderately means? It means with limits or with restraints. So what is God saying? All through the Old Testament, the people saw the glory of God, the goodness of God, the favor of God. They saw it, but they saw it with limitations and restraints. They didn't see it all. That was reserved for those who would come to God through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus begins quoting uh, the prophet Isaiah in Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 18, and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and so forth. But then he went on to say, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Amplified Bible says, the year in which God's favor will profusely abound. That means without restraints, without limitations. So what was Jesus saying? I have come that the people who would receive me and receive what I do at Calvary, redemption, if they will receive the act of obedience that I am going to give my life for them, I'm willing to die for them, that they might come into uh, a relationship with God that only Adam knew before sin came and even greater than that. And he says, if they will believe in what I'm about to do at Calvary, then they will enter into this place called favor profusely abounding. That means without limitations and without restraints. Can you imagine a life where the goodness of God has no restraints? The goodness of God has no limits, the goodness of God is profusely abounding. That's the kind of life that he wants you and me to live. That's what Jesus made available to us. Now, once again, he tells us in Luke 4, Jesus said, I have come. I've been anointed by the Spirit of God to tell you that favor profusely abounding is on its way. And that took place when Jesus died at Calvary and was raised from the dead at that very moment, any man, woman, or child who would believe and receive what he did at Calvary would enter into a new relationship with God, a new dimension of his favor like men had never experienced before, profusely abounding. Say that with me, favor profusely abounding. Once again, that means no restraints, and no limitations, no boundaries. Praise God. And that's what's available to you and me today. So that means that it's possible that we can live in a continual state of God's favor where it's manifesting in our lives every day of our lives. Now, in Ephesians chapter two and verse seven, the apostle Paul picks up on all this and makes this statement. Ephesians two and verse seven, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Now, remember, grace and favor and goodness are synonymous. When you talk about the grace of God, you're talking about the goodness of God. You're talking about the favor of God. And the Amplified will actually go ahead and say that. But the King James says that in the ages to come. Now, Paul is saying that in the future, something's going to take place. There are generations that are coming beyond Paul's generation, and they're going to see things that not even Paul and his generation saw. Now, they saw the grace of God, obviously. They saw the goodness of God. They saw the favor of God. But Paul says there's a generation coming that is going to see it beyond what my generation has seen. So notice once again he says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace IN HIS KINDNESS TOWARD US THROUGH CHRIST JESUS. NOTICE THE WORD EXCEEDING. THAT SIMPLY MEANS IT WILL BE GREATER. REMEMBER WHAT WE SAW IN Haggai CHAPTER 2? THAT THE GREATER GLORY IS COMING. GREATER GLORY THAN THE FORMER GLORY. GREATER MANIFESTATIONS OF THE GOODNESS OF GOD. GREATER MANIFESTATIONS OF THE GRACE OF GOD AND THE FAVOR OF GOD. AND THE WORD EXCEEDING HERE IMPLIES GREATER. The amplified, word, uh, amplified Bible uses the word surpassing, the surpassing riches of his grace. The one translation says, to show future generations the greatness of his goodness. So what is Paul saying? Generations beyond his own would be the recipients of the goodness of God and the favor of God in their lives like no other generation has ever experienced. Now, I've had people say, now, Brother Jerry, don't you believe when he said in the ages to come he's talking about heaven? No, I don't believe he's talking about heaven. What in the world would we need with favor without restraints in heaven? We don't need that kind of favor in heaven. We need that kind of favor down here in the earth. You know, I hope you've heard Satan's not going to heaven. We don't need that kind of favor up there. We've already got the favor of God up there, praise God. What we need is favor without restraints down here in the earth. And so he says that he's going to show future generations the greatness of his goodness. That means, praise God, that some generation beyond Paul's is going to experience the favor of God even beyond what he experienced. And he did experience, there's no doubt about it. But he's saying, if you think what I've experienced is something, just wait. There's a generation that's coming that's going to experience it far beyond that. Psalm 31, 19. This is an interesting verse. It says, oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear or reverence thee. Notice that phrase, laid up. That means that goodness, favor, grace has been laid up for a special generation, a generation that was to come in the future, Paul said. It's been laid up. That means that even though certain dimensions of the favor of God has been tapped into, but not all of it. Praise God, that's been reserved for a certain generation, and I personally believe we are that generation. Now, Hosea chapter 3 and verse 5, the Amplified Bible says, and they shall come in anxious fear or reverence to the Lord and to his goodness and his good things in the latter days. Now we're getting even closer. We're pinpointing things. Notice, they shall come in anxious fear or reverence to the Lord and to his goodness and his good things in the latter days or the latter time, or you could say the last days. So, It seems to me that this laid-up favor, this laid-up goodness that's on reserve or in reserve is for a generation that is to come, and Paul said it's going to be greater than anything he'd ever seen in his generation, and I believe, once again, we're the generation that is going to see it. Once again, favor profusely abounding. Not just a favor testimony every once in a while, but living in a continual state of God's favor, meaning that it has the potential of manifesting in your life every day. Now, the first thing you've got to do is dare to believe that it could happen. You know, I'm almost reading some of your minds. Uh, I can almost hear some of you thinking out loud. Well, who am I to think that the favor of God would show show up in my life every day? Well, let me ask you this. Are you born again? have you made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you certainly uh, qualify, praise God. You qualify just as much as I do. The only difference between me and some of you that are watching and listening as I'm teaching this, I believe it. Some of you are still wondering. Some of you are not quite sure. Some of you are thinking, but you know, You're a preacher. That works for you because you're a preacher. No, it doesn't work for me because I'm a preacher. I know a lot of preachers this is not working for, and it's simply because they don't know anything about it. You have to have knowledge of it first. That's why I'm teaching these lessons. You have the right to walk in the favor of God every day of your life. I'm going to say it again. You have the right to walk in the favor of God every day of your life. Now, you've got to believe that, and receive it if it's ever going to manifest in your life. It's not automatic. So let me ask you this question. Do you believe that God wants that happening to you? Do you believe it can happen to you? Do you believe it will happen to you? Now, if you said yes to each one of those questions, I want you to know, praise God, you are headed for a life of victory like you have never known before. Walking in the favor of God it profusely abounding in your life, manifesting every day, opening doors that no man can shut, causing things to happen that man does not have the ability to cause to happen himself. That's what the favor of God does. Now, once again, notice this laid up favor, this laid up, this this favor that's in reserve. It's for the last days. Well, are we in the last days? I say we are. All you have to do is look at your television set and it's obvious we are in the last days. The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. The Amplified Bible says times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Does that not describe the day and time in which we live? We're living in times that... Are filled with stress and trouble. And Paul said that that would be one of the indicators or one of the characteristics of the last days. What better time for favor profusely abounding, showing up for God's people than right now in times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. My friends, you need to learn how to walk in the favor of God right now, perhaps more than at any other time in your life. Why? Because the favor of God can do things that man cannot do. The favor of God can make things happen that you can't make happen yourself. The favor of God can cause promotions. The favor of God can cause raises. The favor of God can get you a job when there are no jobs. The favor of God has the ability To cause you to be on top and not on bottom when everybody else seems to be on bottom. You know, in Psalm 41, David made this statement. By this I know that you favor me because the enemy does not triumph over me. Notice that powerful statement. David is saying, here's how I know that the favor of God is operating in my life. Because my enemy never triumphs over me. My goodness, that's a great reason to learn how to walk in the favor of God right there, simply because when the favor of God is operating in your life, the enemy never wins. I didn't say he never attacks. Oh, he still attacks. I didn't say you won't have tests or trials. They'll keep coming, but the enemy never wins. That's when you know the favor of God is operating in your life. It's profusely abounding because no matter what you go through, somehow some way the favor of god gets you on top you're always going over and never going under praise god i like what the message translation says for that same verse in psalm 41:11 it says that uh, the favor of god is on his life because there are no shouts in the enemy's camp amen the enemy is not having any victories so we need to learn how to walk in the favor of god today Once again, perhaps more than at any other time in our lives. And folks, it's available to you. I want to challenge you today before we leave the air. I want to challenge you today. I like to say it this way. Do yourself a favor and study favor like never before. You know, I've been preaching on this subject for 47 years. I have resources on the favor of God Books and, 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 and CDs and DVDs and curriculums and studies. Once again, I've been teaching on this for years and years and years, and it's working in my life. I do live in a continual state of God's favor, and God's no respecter of persons. You can live the same way. I challenge you to study it. If you don't know where to start, contact our office. We have all kinds of resources that will help you learn how to walk in the favor of God. Here's what I want to leave with you. Favor belongs to you. It is a covenant blessing. God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 that I will bless you. In the Amplified Bible, it says, I will bless you and give you increased favor. So once God pronounced his blessing on Abraham, He also pronounced his favor. And what does Paul tell us in Galatians chapter 3? That if we belong to Christ, then are we Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. What does that mean? The same blessing that was on Abraham is on us. The same favor that was on Abraham is on us. It's part of your covenant blessing and God wants you to walk in it and experience it every day of your life, living in a continual state of God's favor. Let me say this to you in closing. Jesus paid a precious price so that you could live in the favor of God. Don't ignore this. Don't just walk away and say, well, nice little sermon, but it just doesn't work for me. It will work for you. Determine today that you're going to learn how to walk in the favor of God. And don't you stop studying this subject until it's manifesting in your life every day living in a continual state of God's favor. I want you to watch this announcement and then I'll be back in just a few moments. Turn sure, to life, A passion for God, a passion for souls a passion for motorcycles. Everything we do has a passion for it. But it didn't start out that way, did it, Ginger? No, it didn't, Bill. It actually began in 1998 with Dr. Savelle just fellowshipping among bikers, the employees, friends, but it soon evolved and expanded into an effective outreach of this ministry. And we've seen lives change, hundreds of thousands. The the founding scripture even, Philippians 2.15, that you would be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, amidst a crooked and a perverse nation among whom you shine as light. And chariots of light truly do shine, have the love of the Father, the compassion of Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Ghost. And we've seen hundreds of thousands of lives change for His glory. And again, reaching hundreds of thousands, going for millions. It's gonna take us all. We just love to have you be a part. Thank you so much.
1: Our mission, motivate, evangelize, disciple, reach out. Jerry Savelle Ministries International fulfills this mission by taking the good news to every walk of life with inspiring and motivational resources, chariots of light Christian bikers, Africa famine relief, pastoral training, television broadcast. When you partner with Jerry Savelle Ministries International, we're fulfilling this mission together. Together, we're spreading the good news. We're encouraging and equipping people from around the world to be winners through Christ Jesus. Together, we're feeding thousands in famine stricken lands. We're supporting widows and orphans as Jesus commanded. Become a partner today at jerrysavelle.org. Together, we're fulfilling God's purposes and plans. You can live in a continual state of God's favor and experience all that life has to offer. In the powerful book and accompanying three CD teaching, Living in a Continual State of God's Favor from Jerry Savell, you'll be encouraged to declare and expect God's favor to bring you through every situation. The Bible assures us that through Christ, we have access by faith to a remarkable state of grace and favor. This state of favor isn't a physical place. Rather, it's a manner of standing an attitude or position. You can learn to lay hold of the fact that you're in right standing with God. When you live in a continual state of God's favor, God will take you to a new level of blessings and abundance. Don't wait any longer. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Living in a Continual State of God's Favor package, including the powerful book and three CD teaching by Jerry Savelle. Start to firmly and securely stand in a continual state of God's favor today.
0: Charities of Light Christian Bikers, that's another example of the favor of God on my life. I never dreamed growing up when I was so passionate about riding motorcycles that one day I would have a major evangelistic outreach called the Charities of Light Christian Bikers. That's the favor of God. You know, I gave up motorcycles when I came to Christ. I thought, you know, Christians don't ride motorcycles, and particularly preachers. Back in 1969, I didn't know any Christians who rode motorcycles. I didn't know any preachers who rode motorcycles. So I gave all that up, never thinking that I'd ever ride another one. But then years later, God said, take what once was your passion, turn it into a tool for evangelism, and that's exactly what we've done. That's the favor of God. He allows me to ride these things all over the world and we're winning souls with them. This year alone, Chariots of Light Christian Bikers one-on-one evangelism has already led over 35,000 people to Christ. So let me ask you this. If you're watching today and you have a passion for God, you have a passion for souls, and you have a passion for motorcycles, maybe you'd like to join Chariots of Light. Contact our office Go to our website, find out how you can join and be watching for a tour that might be coming in your area and come on and ride with us. I know you'll have a great time and it's a great way to share the Lord Jesus Christ. Then also, let me remind you once again, our special offer, my book, Living in a Continual State of God's Favor, talking about the material that we discussed today, but more in depth and then three CDs on the same subject. Now, once again, we can... We can covers so much more material in a service where I have at least an hour to talk about this. And on this, we're talking about nearly three hours of teaching on the subject of how to live in a continual state of God's favor. The book and the three CDs is our special offer this week. So don't delay, order your copy today. All the ordering information is on your screen right now. Don't forget social media. Don't forget to to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We appreciate all of you that follow the ministry and we appreciate your comments. Share with us uh, what you think about all that we're doing and how we're going about doing it. We wanna hear from you. And also all of you that are partners with our ministry, thank you, thank you, thank you. We couldn't do all that we're doing without our faithful partners. Those of you that are watching have never become a partner and you'd like to be a partner, Log on to our website and we'll show you how that you can become a partner with this ministry. And one of the great things, uh, spiritual law about partnership, Paul said to his partners, and the grace that is on me is now on you. You become a partaker of my grace. How would you like to walk in the kind of favor I walk in? That's what happens when you get a revelation of the favor of God and when you partner with someone who lives in it every day of their life. You become a partaker of that favor. Thank you, partners. And look, we look forward to sharing with you again next week. So make your plans to join with us. And until then, remember, this is Jerry Savell saying that your faith will overcome the world. Next week. God is not mad at you. God's not holding sin against you. You have been forgiven. Praise God. All you need to do is receive that forgiveness.